language characteristics in certain higher primates. Professors of Education Written by Charles Bishop From Son of Lingua Franca, November 1979 Scientists have long recognized that the average professor of education is remarkably close to man himself in brain capacity and physiology, and we have all marveled at how human they sometimes appear. Yet these creatures, far more intelligent than the chimpanzees with whom they are often compared, seem unable to use language, and until recently it was assumed that they were incapable of learning any form of true human language. This is puzzling for their sophisticated vocal apparatus allows these professors to produce a great range of sound. Most curious of all is the fact that professors of education have, in the course of their evolutionary development, generated a complicated set of verbal signals which are remarkably close to human speech and even seem to use human words. So varied are these sounds, in fact, that linguists and anthropologists were convinced for a while that they formed a language. It was only with Claude Pouter's pioneering study of 1957, 18 months among the professors, that this system was recognized for what it is, a rich farrago of sounds which seem to be broadly imitative of human speech, but which lack certain essential qualities which would make it a true language. Their sounds are actually a system of inflexible signals which most closely resembles the well-known bee dance, though it is rather more limited. As Puta showed, the professor's dazzling array of sounds consists of only three basic messages. Cries of triumph and discovery, such as situational-oriented empirical data shows and role-function instructional behavior indicates Second, cries of attack and defense such as inadequate reinforcers and unmonitored ideational stimulus. And finally, the mysterious lulling noises. Of these, the lulling noise is by far the most interesting. Directed at the students, this steady stream of sounds, usually delivered in a low monotone, can last between 50 and 90 minutes and seems to send the students into a kind of stupor during which brain activity virtually ceases. Unfortunately, the relationship between professor and student is still unclear. Fomkin contends that it is basically parasitic, that the professors somehow obtain nutrition from the students. A similar view is held by Whippins and Snagel, both of whom see the relationship as symbiotic rather than parasitic. Whippins argues that the professors aid the students in their mating rituals, while Snagel contends that the students milk the professors rather as ants milk aphids. There seems to be little support for the more radical idea put forth recently by Ryakovsky that there is no relationship between professor and student. After all, something must bring them together, but whatever the answer, until the vexing problem is solved, there seems little hope of understanding these lulling noises. The key, of course, is with the professors themselves, and since Puta's study, there have been over 20 significant attempts to teach them to use language in hopes that they could unravel the secret. 
For a while it was thought that if the professors were placed in human families with children who were themselves learning to speak, they might acquire language. But these experiments were fruitless. The professors seemed uncomfortable with the children and spent most of their time uttering cries of attack, such as zero productive and absent compatible normative interface. In no case did a professor gain even the rudiments of human language, and eventually the experiments were abandoned as both useless and cruel. The most successful experiments are those which have used visual symbols. Figsworthy used brightly colored plastic discs with pictures of foods, a television set, and a toilet, and simple symbols for words like happy, want, no, sad, and goodbye. After 14 months, over 70% of the 216 professors in the study were able to use these discs to indicate their needs and even to make simple sentences. Unfortunately, the professors have not yet been able to make the transition between using the discs and using real words, and their spoken language still consists of strings of their usual sounds. Figsworthy has shown, however, that the professors are capable of using a formal language, and he is confident that there will be a breakthrough to spoken language. A great deal of research remains to be done before we can actually communicate with these fascinating creatures in a meaningful way. But thanks to the work of men like Pooter and Figsworthy, the future looks bright.